We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Roto Grinders? I am TJ Zwarich, your host today, ready to talk some football on FanDuel this Friday. I am joined by my co-host, Drizzy26. Dre, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Back for another one. Uh, ready to get this going. This is the one I'm really, really, really excited for because it's the one I prep for the most uh, is football. So I love football. Second favorite sport. Uh, played it my whole life growing up. So ready to hopefully get some people some good plays so they can come in second place behind me for that million dollars. <laughs> Is uh, basketball sport number one? Yes, basketball's number one. My first love. Uh, been playing this since I was since I can remember. This is this is why we get along so well. I coach a basketball camp and some teams now. I've been playing it as long as I can remember. Picked up football in high school, but always enjoyed it. Uh, but the people don't care about that. They want to talk about uh, this DFS slate. Did you? Before we get into this one, did you play any uh, single game stuff uh, on oh, Thursday? No, I didn't. I, I try to stay away from that. I had to work, but also it's just that's a it's a headache. I'm trying to prep for that just because the way I break it down is just I try to get into little niches of it all. But it's kind of hard, especially early in the season. So I like to sit back and take a look. I like the first month when it comes to single game entries. I figure out what every team likes to do individually before I dive into it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Me personally, I do love the single game stuff. It hasn't gone well for me yet this year, but uh, I've luckily had tickets to kind of fund those experiences. If stupid Tomlinson, that Tomlinson catch, I don't want to call the person uh, stupid, but the play if uh, his toe was in bounds on that Monday night game for the Broncos, I would have uh, soloed the Millie. Uh, 
but that's kind of what I love about these uh, single game stuff is I think there's a discrepancy in people who just people aren't willing to play the random plays. They aren't willing to just throw random people that aren't going to get a lot of snaps, but will get red zone snaps uh, in their lineups that are going to be 1% owned and you can differentiate. I find it's a lot easier to find those 1% owned plays when it's a one game slate as opposed to a 12 game slate or something like that. But we'll be able to find some good tournament plays in this one as well. Let's start talking about stacks before we start getting into uh, the position by position of things. We got uh, the Cardinals on the board. We got the the Baltimore Ravens on the board with Lance and Murray. But then we also have some other teams like the Rams and the, uh, and the Raiders who are in good spots with maybe not as, great of fantasy scoring quarterbacks but they got some high totals on the board and they're in good positions what are some of your favorite stacks this week uh FanDuel specifically i really 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 like the uh kyler murray stack um obviously breaking back we we got we know that red no more is out so probably going to be out again i think this week so uh running him back with uh like I, I do, try, I'm gonna try again with AJ Green. I think that's a good option that we have here to try with. But I do like Dorch as well. We saw him get some touches in there, so he can put up, score a touchdown. I like him a lot, so I don't mind taking a shot on him. But I also do like the Lamar stack as well. Tar- targeting him with Mark Andrews today and Duvernay um, as well, and Bateman as well. You can do like a three uh, a three win if you want to, or just a two a two band stack with him as well. Uh, other guys, a couple of the guys that I am really, really interested in are going to be low old. Uh, after watching that game against the against Jacksonville, which I was completely wrong about, I thought they were going to beat up on Carson Wentz. Kind of like Carson Wentz this week. Uh, I do. I'm good about. Uh, we we see the, the the young receiver uh, have a good game uh, that they drafted high. They were high on. That's one of McLaurin. So I don't mind taking some shots at them. And obviously, you know. We got a bounce back spot here for Matt Stafford, who, who I mean, without a bounce back, but uh, well, I guess you could say a bounce back spot for him against Atlanta, who is probably the worst at giving up a press coverage, um, and, and and have good individual quarters. So I do like him a lot with his targets today as well. Uh, those are like some of my top stacks. I have a couple more off the board that I might go with too. I like it, and for me, I think I'm going to be sticking pretty close to optimal in most of my lineups, but I do have a, a couple other ones I'm interested in getting to. I like the Arizona call. Um, I'll always be getting to some Lamar Jackson. Uh, Matt Stafford is a chalkier QB that I'm going to roll with as well as Derek Carr. But the things I'm going to do with that is I still just like finding a couple ways to get different. So with Derek Carr this week, something I forgot, I made a process error in week one. Um, And that was with just kind of being all hyped up with the live final. I was doing all these different tournament teams. I forgot that where I had most of my success last year in NFL is building my cash lineup, entering it in a bunch of uh, cash games as well as tournaments. And I just stack in my cash game. Like unless unless I'm playing a running QB, I'm stacking in my cash game. And this week when I'm looking at somebody like Derek Carr, that's when I'm going to do a cash game stack and I'm going to run it in there. Um, And uh, whereas in tournaments for Matthew Stafford, where we got a bit of a chalkier QB, he's projecting to be maybe the highest owned QB on the slate this week. If not uh, Carr, it'll be between one of the two. 
where a lot of people, a lot of those Stafford lineups are going to be just playing Stafford and Cup. Uh, maybe even a few more or a few less are going to be playing Stafford Higby, Stafford Robinson. I'm going to play all three. I'm going to go Stafford with Higby, Robinson, and Robinson and Cup. Um, and if Stafford is the highest scoring QB, he's not getting there with his running. It probably means he threw five touchdown passes. And so unless all five of them are going to Cooper Cup, I kind of want to try and get all of the receivers he's hitting them to when only one of them is expensive and the other two guys are nice and cheap. So that's going to be the kind of my strategy with those two chalkier QBs. And then somebody else, I'm, uh, two other guys I'm looking at for tournaments that I think have high upside, not a lot of people are getting to. We got Trey Lance and Marcus uh, Mariota for tournaments with a running upside. I'm good with both of them. Um, but I also like, what the heck is that oh, picture? This has been going around all, like, since last week. I thought it was, oh, my gosh. That's so funny. This has been going on all week, I think, with FanDuel. They messed up with the face or something. I don't know how this happened, but. Beautiful, oh. beautiful pearly whites for Trey Lance. <laughs> Great teeth. Um, oh, I think you can run both of those running QBs. You can do it with a stack or without a stack. The reason I'm not super high on Lance this week is because I love trying to target the running game. And that's not even necessarily with Jeff Wilson. It might be with Debo Samuel, but we're going to get more to that later. The two cheap uh, cheap end guys I like on FanDuel are Jameis Winston because uh, you can stack him with a cheap Alvin Kamara this week. You can run it with um, – you can run it with a cheap tight end like Jawan Johnson. And then you got three receivers you can pair with them. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave. So Winston's a guy like it's a tough defensive matchup against Tampa. Yes. But Tampa's also favored to win this game by three points. It's at home. If Tampa gets up, uh, Jameis is going to have to throw. So it's like, I don't think the saints are getting shut out in this game. I could see, Tampa being up 28 to 14 after the first half and then Jameis throwing for 250 yards in the second half and this being a close game. Um, he's playing his old team. He's going to want to do well. Uh, Saints always play well against Tampa in the regular season, especially at home. So he's somebody I like quite a bit. And because his projections not high across the industry, um, I don't think many people are going to be going there. And then I have interest into a te uh, Teglavailoa this week because the Ravens have one healthy cornerback on the roster right now. They're going to have to be calling people up from the practice squad. They're, uh, they're going to be without basically everybody. And so I like Tyreek Hill and I like Jalen Waddle. And so if I like both of them, that kind of has me interested in rostering a very cheap Tua with them. Okay, yeah. I, I The Tua call, I, I didn't see thing about that one before. I might have to look a little bit deeper to that. Maybe I might be on him, but uh, I don't, I don't mind it at all, though for sure. I, I kind of out on a Marcus Mariota call just because of the, I think the Rams defense also is a bounce back, a bounce back spot here. Um, so that's something I'm just kind of, kind of weary on. But I like, but I like Marcus Mariota for the year. It's season long. If you can pick him up as your like your your backup QB, I, I love it. Uh, one of the reasons I like Mariota for the year is one of the reasons I like him in this game too. It's just because. It's not that I'm I don't think the Rams defense is good, but much like the Tampa defense, I think yeah. that Mariota could just be playing from behind all game and we can yeah. he's got very cheap players to stack with him that 
you can still hope he has a bunch of rushing upside and you don't need a lot from Pitts and London. Yeah. And if Mariota throws for two what to one each of them and runs for one with 50 yards, that's a pretty darn good stack with expensive players around it. That's a great game. Yeah, true. I didn't think about it from that angle. I just, I just, I don't know. This whole defense is so high, to a high standard. So maybe I got to, maybe I might have to revisit that and look at a little bit more at the Saints film again. But questions, as we said, I says, brought up the Saints. You mentioned that you think that the, you, do you think that you really think that they're going to be up? I mean, they're going to be down compared to Tampa because, like, I, I can see it, but I can also see a point where this game was low scoring and, and the close game, Tom Brady has not really had success against them. So if you're saying that the game is going to be 28 to 17, what do we want to consider also playing maybe like a little bit of Tom Brady? I don't know for sure. I don't really want to play Tom Brady. I think I want to play because I don't love the full stack. And I think so for me – I don't think that this game, I don't think this will necessarily be a Tampa blowout, but I think that is what a lot of other people may think. Like, I think we're, like, as we see, we project Tom Brady for uh, more ownership than Jameis Winston, even though he's $800 more, he's got a better projection. I think that's the consensus. I I don't want to allow my um, Saints bias to... uh, um, to just like make me think, nah, Saints are going to blow them out. I thought they were going to blow Atlanta out last week, but I could see this being a defensive game. And that's why if he plays, I love me some Alvin Kamara as well. Um, And I actually don't even think it's crazy to do um, the Saints defense with them in tournaments. Um, But uh what I like about Winston and a stack isn't so much that I think this is going to be a super high scoring game um, and and they're going to have to be coming back. I think that's in the range of outcomes, but I, what I love about it is I can go Winston, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and still have lots of money for the rest of my lineup. Okay. Now I understand this words to get you a little more, a little deeper down with understanding of the Rondell Moore and Andy Isabella officially ruled out for week two. Okay, so we're going to be targeting more of the North, and uh, and AJ Green will be in play again, who I really am going to keep going back to every single week until B Hop is back. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't. There's nothing else that I really like here. I, I, I might go a little bit of Russell Wilson because uh, because it's against Houston, and Houston quarters are not really all that great, and it's one of the more higher totals on the slate that we have today. So. But I, I really, really, really like. I think my favorite, like I said, mentioned before, sneaky guy is going to be this. It's going to be the guy of, of Carson Wentz uh, with his targets in the in Detroit. I think that that's a a great game to target. I don't even mind going a little bit of Jared Goff, personally, who we see him play pretty decent. Um, but I don't know. I, I just don't know how much I'm going to get get of him because uh, I'm trying to limit my quarterback pool as much as I possibly can on this type of slate. Kind of how I always like to look at my quarterback pool is I like to figure out who my favorite receivers are first, like, or, or just if those quarterbacks have receivers that I'm good with pairing it with. So I'm thinking for the, what I like about the uh, Wentz idea is 
Curtis Samuel was very involved in the in the offense last week. He yeah. had 11 targets. He's still nice and cheap. He's 5-7 on, on FanDuel. Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver one, is 7-3. That's nice and cheap for a wide receiver one. And even though only, he only had four targets, I could I think uh, that's going to be going up a little bit as the as uh, as we see um, as the year goes on, as he gets more comfortable with Wentz. Um, and I don't even think it's crazy to run a three-man receiver stack with these guys. Go McLaurin, Samuel, and, Do- and Dodson because of the price. I completely agree with you with that. So I think Wentz is probably going to be one of my higher own uh, quarterbacks and be um, overweight in the field. On I really want to also get to some Joe Burrow. Um, just kind of worried about the blowout of that game. But if it's a blowout, that means probably Joe Burrow went off in there. So um, I probably will play a little bit of him as well. I'm not as high on Derek Carr as you are, just because when we were we were when we were all you know making our lineups on Sunday, I noticed there's something specific with Derek Carr. He only throws two touchdowns. He hasn't thrown for more than two touchdowns. I don't know since when was the last time he threw for more. So that's something that I think that kind of restricts it. It makes it create it gives him a high floor, but not as high as the ceiling as far as from what I see. Um, but maybe I'm wrong looking at it that way. Is it is a probably the highest total game that we're gonna have on a slate? But I think I'll just be a little bit lower old on him compared to uh, the field. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you at all. And the thing for me is, is I really, really, really like Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. I, like, Devontae Adams is my favorite receiver on the slate. And so because of that, it is super easy to fit Derek Carr in, especially when you can just add in a Hunter Renfro, get a nice and cheap receiver in there and get your stack. Um that's honestly one of the reasons that I'm so tempted for Mariota is just like, it doesn't seem that unlikely that straight up he can outscore him. And I don't have to stack with Mariota because of his rushing ability, or I could just only do, um, I could only do Drake London with him nice and cheap. If I can get up to pits, great. If not, I'll pay down for somebody else like Higby in the same game, maybe try and also get up to cup and then, I got uh, kind of a double game stack in the works. So it's, it's a, I'm currently having trouble fitting in all the people I want to be fitting in, which is why I'm considering even taking a look lower down to a, to a Tagovailoa, maybe even a Trevor Lawrence, somebody like that, just because I love Kyler Murray and I love uh, Lamar Jackson, the best out of all the quarterbacks this week, but, I just don't know if I can get up there. I completely understand. Yeah, I would try. Well, I mean, we get some running back, which we think we're going to get. Probably might as well get this next. But I think there are a couple guys at running back that can help with that. And also some receivers potentially, because uh, I think we're going to still have a little bit more news that's going to probably affect us a little bit too. Yeah, I'm with you there. So let's take it over to the running back position. We got Jonathan Taylor up top. Uh, he's definitely interesting to spend up for. I personally think I would rather try and get all the way up there as opposed to this high 8K, 9K range with McCaffrey and Barkley. But you talked about liking Joe Burrow. My favorite running back on the entire slate this week is Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that call at all either. Joe Mixon, they're going to let him rush 27 times like he did in game one. 
I, I love it. Then it still also be targeting a lot of the passing game as well, especially with, if, uh, with not knowing the status yet of T. Higgins if he's fully back. I know he's cleared some some steps of the concussion protocol, not all of them yet. But I love the call of Joe Mixon today a lot. And I mean, 10K is a lot for JT, but if he give give if he gives you 30, 35, you're gonna need him. I think unless we have guys like unless we see like Christian McCaffrey. Have a nice bounce back spot here, and Saquon looking. Saquon is a great so far. Um, I think he's he's probably my he's probably one of my favorites on the stage just because of the just because of how he's looked so far in the match with Carolina, and we saw how Kareem Hunt uh, ran all over them last week as well as Nick Chubb. So I don't mind that, but I do love the Joe Mixon call too as uh, as well as you mentioned. Um, the cheaper option that what you mentioned uh, that we were talking about cheaper guys. That's gonna be chalky is is Henderson against Atlanta. How do you feel about that? Worried. I completely like. I I feel like Cam Akers could have 15 carries this week. Yeah, and that's the concerns because they said Cam Akers did not look explosive at all. For just from watching that game, he did not look explosive at all when he was touching the rocket and. To the point where he got just out eighty two percent. That's that's a high percentage to get out uh, out snapped. So compared to Henderson, so I don't know. I, I I think I would be on Henderson, but I do like taking a shot someone else in the, around that same range, like like Jeff Wilson Jr. in Seattle. Uh, I think that's also another option we can go with too as well. We even go with Chase Edmonds, who's six K. I think or around that range too as well. That are cheaper. Cheaper options that 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 make a little bit more sense. That gonna be that, and these guys are gonna get a lot of work, especially that, uh, especially against the, uh, especially against these other teams in the Guardians. And another guy that I think we have to pay attention to, besides obviously Melvin Gordon, I think J.K. Dobbins because he was practicing full and looked great. And they say he looked great. So if he's back going against Miami, I think that could be a good spot for for them. Dobbins at 6K is interesting. I think I'll personally probably take the wait-and-see approach on him before fully going in. But, I mean, it's not like they they don't have other running backs hurt as well. So he, there is a pretty good chance he could probably just dive back into pretty full duty. But a Braven running back is kind of always a scary uh, thing to try and predict and take on because even if they get in the red zone, there's a good chance it's probably Lamar Jackson who's the one running it in. I love – this mid 6k even upper 5k range today um there's two quarterbacks in the 7ks sorry two running backs in the 7ks i want to talk about after because for tournaments they're probably my two uh favorite next to mix in but in this 6k range somebody i really like is jamal williams he got the majority of the red zone carries last week as well as um he, he pretty close to split the snap share with uh, DeAndre Swift and Swift practice for the first time this week, today, Friday, and he's officially listed as questionable for Sunday. I think he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to be a full go. Like if he's not practicing all week and they got Jamal Williams, um, who is like fully capable of stepping in and Swift got his ankle stepped on or something last week. And that's what, what he's been missing practice with. I think Jamal Williams is some, somebody who is going to step in and get a lot of carries and a lot of looks this week, especially in the red zone. 
Um, and I think he could maybe pick up more of the passing game looks that DeAndre Swift was picking up last week as well. Um, I really like Jeff Wilson, um, but I am hesitant because I could see this all of a sudden turning into a um, Debo Samuel game. And so having said that, the majority of the lineups, almost all the lineups I hand build this week will have either Debo Samuel or Jeff Wilson in it. I'm going to have one or the other. I'm never going to have both. Um, if I were on the expert survey this week, I'd put, I'd, I'd put that in there and I'd put in a rule, no Debo Samuel and Jeff Wilson Jr. together. But I think one of them is likely to score two rushing touchdowns this week. Um, if they each score one and neither has a ton of yards, you can maybe get away with not having one. But I think with the looks that both of them are going to get with the way Tra uh, Trey Lance has been struggling to throw the ball this year, I think um, the 49ers defense is very interesting and stacking them up with even a their own quarterback, um, Jeff Wilson Jr. or Debo Samuel is super interesting. But we got more guys in this uh, range I'm interested in as well. Rex Burkhead played a ton of snaps, caught a lot of passes, um, got a lot of targets. And Michael Carter ton of snaps, a lot of targets, um, and ended up running the ball a lot. Like Michael Carter at 5,900, I think he's going to be somebody that's going to be priced up at 7K uh, within the next couple of weeks of the season, just because uh, that hasn't, his price hasn't adapted. Um, and then the other person I want to look at in this low range is I, I'm not really on the Damian Pierce uh, train like a lot of people were last week, but right uh, at 5,600, same price as him. Ramondre Stevenson. Now he did nothing last week. This is a tournament only play, but people were kind of hoping he would get some of the passing work because he looked really good in preseason and camp getting that work, but they ended up giving it all to Trey Montgomery or to Ty Montgomery and Ty Montgomery is now on the IR. So Ramondre Stevenson or, uh, um, Damian Harris or Damian Harris, I think could both have really good uh, games. And so playing one of them, I think is interesting. And I actually have a small lean to Ramondre Stevenson, just because I think he's a bit uh, more of a talented back. And honestly, 5,500, if you want to get crazy and take a shot on Cam Akers, if I was running 150 lineups, I would go out of my way to make a couple close to optimal lineups with the, with the, uh, Daryl Henderson and then just sub in cam Akers and upgrade somewhere for it. Um, even maybe just to a more expensive defense than nobody's playing. I think that is a very interesting tournament strategy, but just only do it in, um, in a lineup that you are confident in losing that money. Like it's don't, don't go all or nothing in that. Do you uh, have a feel at who my two seven K range uh, top running backs are? Yeah, if I had to take a guess, honestly, if it's not if it if it's not Javante or Antonio Gibson, I don't know what who it would be. Tell you the truth, because those are the guys I really, really personally like a lot this week, upcoming week, especially in, in their environments and their matchups and with the workload that they were getting based on last week too, as well. Antonio Gibson, I like and I'm good with. We got Damian Williams ruled out, and so Cordell Patterson, I think, is somewhat interesting again. Fournette, I think, is somewhat interesting, but I'm not going to be playing him at that ownership. James Conner, same thing. Alvin Kamara, I love for tournaments because he's 7,200, and Alvin Kamara just shouldn't be 7,200. I don't care what the matchup is. I don't care yeah. if he's been in and out of practice. It's Alvin Kamara, and he could have 40 points. Um, and so 
he's somebody I'm interested in as long as he plays. If he doesn't, then all of a sudden I have interest in uh, in Mark Ingram. It's the same kind of situation for uh, Najee Harris and um, and their and in the Pittsburgh backup. But I like that less than the Saints situation. But Javante Williams, I just absolutely love. Like he's right, right behind Alvin Kamara for my favorite running back on the slate. Yeah, Javante, twelve targets, just twelve targets. That was he's just so good. Yeah, like it's it's like the problem with it is both backs are good that they have. Melvin Gordon is really good for the because he ran the ball really well, which is why I see why they're splitting the fifty fifty. But the amount of passing work that Javante was getting, we saw Russell Wilson willing to pass the ball. That's a Javante. That was a great sign. So. To me, it gives me full confidence in playing Javante a lot. I feel like he's he's going to be eventually, hopefully, the every down back for them. But just knowing that he can get the passing work too, it gives you more options to to where you where this team can go. Because I can see a point where they can put both of them out on the field at the same time with Forrest Gordon and Williams, and then let them go both go to work. So Javante is probably honestly, you know, like he's probably my second favorite running back on the whole entire slate. Yeah, me too. For me, it's Mixon 1 and Javante 2. Those are going to be the first two guys I'm looking to plug in. Um, I think it's going to be important to wait for news and kind of wait and see uh, with this Dobbins situation, this Lions situation. Even um, the Raiders, I think it's an interesting uh, situation to look at because if I'm not mistaken, we have already seen um, – oh, experts – X-ray is negative on uh, Justin uh, Herbert's ribs. That's that's good to see. Perfect. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I've already. I th- I think we have one of the running backs, if not both of the running, uh, either one of the running backs for the Raiders. Sorry, either ruled out or questionable, and so Josh Jacobs could get a bit of a, a bump in a, in role, and that could be an interesting pivot off of the Derek Carr chalk. Yeah, definitely for sure. So I don't mind taking shots at. I don't mind taking a little bit of shots at Josh Jacobs, but I definitely won't be overweight on him for sure. Uh, but I can see enough as a low old guy coming in, taking some uh, touchdown, most of some touchdowns away from the passing game. Yeah, I'm with you there. So we've touched on a lot of these people in our stacks already, um, and we've uh, and and but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into it now. We got Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams coming in as the two highest-owned receivers on the slate, as they should. But we got Debo Samuel, Tyree Kill, uh, Jamar Chase right below him, looking pretty good, not picking up uh, the same ownership. I'm not playing Mike Evans, not practicing all week and going up against a corner that he notoriously gets shut down by. I'm just not going to touch him. But I do have some interest in the other Tampa Bay receivers, but we're going to get down to the lower price tier after. Who are your favorite among these top tier guys? Uh, top tier guys, I definitely – Devontae obviously is going to probably be number one just with the amount of targets he was getting. Actually, well, Devontae is going to be close because I'm going to try to see if I get a lot of lines where I have Devontae and Cup in there just because Cup is going to go crazy against Atlanta. That that secondary cannot stop him the way and the way they move. Uh, but with, with Devontae, see, the amount of targets he was getting was ridiculous. Um, if that's how it's going to continue to be, I don't mind taking shots at him and doing some. Um, and if you want to run some card double stacks, I do really do. I do really like a lot of Hunter Renfro as well. Uh, but 
like you said, Mike Evans, I'm not playing at all. I, I just think that, like, we just hit the X button on him just because Lattimore is, like, his kryptonite, in my opinion. But um, I do like getting to guys like uh, Pittman, who's still going to be low old today, a little old at uh, 7-8 against uh, Jacksonville, who can have another blow game. Uh, Jalen Waddle, anyone with speed, uh, I think, against Baltimore can, can uh, go off. So Waddle's another option. I like um, can't guard Mike. Mike Thomas, my guy, I, I love him a lot today um, as well. He proved that he's he's back. Uh, his catch radius is just uh, just unbelievable. Um, these Denver receivers, Sight is probably my favorite out of them. Um, I think he's going to be able to go deep a little bit, catch a catch some balls. And another guy I don't that I do want to mention that I know is going to get slept on a lot is Brandon Cooks going against going against Denver. Um, Always does. Oh, he he just he's he the amount of targets he's going to get and the focus that he's going to get just to ban. He got twelve targets last game. 12 targets. That's only going to stay, stay like that until they get another receiver there in there that's just as talented as he is. So, uh, Brandon Cooks is someone I'm going to be heavily on, on this week as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, you know, receiver is a position that if there's somebody you're confident on, and as long as uh, you got kind of some confirmation that they're going to be on the field uh, during a lot of passing plays, you can take shots on anybody in tournaments because it's the position outside of defense now in DFS with probably the most variance. So uh, especially on a site like FanDuel where it is very touchdown dependent. So if there are other people that we're not mentioning, feel free to take shots. Um, where do you, specifically in Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, you're only rostering one. Which one is it? That's tough. That's a tough one. Uh I'm going to probably have to say Cooper Cup just because I know the touchdown is the, – the, the amount of touchdowns that he's he, – Cooper Cup can score, it's just a little bit higher. Cooper. I'm with you there. He's to me, has the slate-breaking upside, but I think just because of the price and I find myself really needing salary this week, it's going to be Devontae Adams for me. Um, I do think Jamar Chase, though, is an unbelievable pivot, and I love just below them Tyreek Hill and Devo Samuel. That's the toughest thing I'm struggling with right now is kind of figuring out I can play two to three of, depending on my lineup, Joe Mixon, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Devo Samuel. That's, those are the biggest ones that I'm personally looking at right now for payups. If I'm going in the lower tier, I don't mind some of these guys like Deontay, uh, Deontay Johnson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Christian Kirk is chalky, so I think I'd want to avoid that, even though I don't think he's a bad play. Um, but Michael Thomas is my favorite one in this range just because he's coming in lower own than all these other guys. And we saw last week Michael Thomas looked back. And if Michael Thomas is back, he should be a 9K receiver, and we're going to see him being being there before uh, too long. So even though the matchup's not spectacular, it's more of just a price play with him. Um, I don't mind some of these uh, Tampa Bay guys like Russell Gage and Julio Jones just based on I think Mike Evans is going to be shut down. And so because of that, uh, I, I like to be secondary guys. But um, one of my favorite ones that I'm looking to in this range is Drake London. I'm getting to a lot of Drake London because I'm getting to a lot of Rams and I just like having somebody to run it back with. And he's the guy I'm doing it with. I don't think he has the status, um, 
or the Rams are going to be worried enough about him that, uh, that he's going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. I'm sure it's just going to be, they're lining up wherever they line up. And so, um, Drake London, I'm interested in Greg Dorch, I think is definitely interesting as well on top of uh, Hunter Renfro, but Renfro and Allen Robinson are going to be your two guys in this tier that are chalky. And I think they're both good plays. Um, hopefully last week scares some people off of Allen Robinson, but I'm not scared. That's one of the reasons I would rather get off of cup than Adams is because you can go Higby or Allen Robinson. Yeah. He had two targets, but look what happened with Mike Evans this week. Yeah. Or sorry, not Mike Evans, Mike Williams. Yeah. Uh, Mike Williams had two targets and they went, wow, we can't do that again. And yeah, of course, um, Keenan Allen was out, but I think they'll start making a conscious effort to get to him because he's incredibly talented and it would make sense for them too. And then the last guy in this pool that you touched on earlier that isn't getting any ownership, which feels crazy because he had 11 targets last week and four rush attempts. That's Curtis Samuel. Yeah, definitely Curtis Samuel. So that I'm gonna just try to definitely uh, make sure I pair him up with. Uh, I don't know his name in here real quick, but so I'm definitely gonna make sure I try to pair, pay, uh, pair with well, uh, with Carson Wentz a little bit this week too. Uh, it was good to see that the, the eleven targets. If that could, if that even goes down a little bit, but he still is is getting those targets pretty well. And then getting creative in the running game a little bit. I think it's a great, uh, great uh, pairing with him. And, and Carson as well. So I don't buy that call at all. Um, at 5.7K, 2% old, if he stays like that, and he has another big game. Because I think that's going to be the highest score game on the slate, honestly. And if no one's really going to play it, like I'm going to be all over that game. All over that game, all kind of ways. So I, I, I love it today. I think it's uh, – I think it has a – I think he has a – he's in a great spot to go off again. Um, especially at his price point and with the total of that game being, I think, the highest on the slate or one of the highest. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So let's take it over to tight end and then we'll quickly, quickly touch on defense and then uh, we'll, we will get out of here. We got Mark Andrews as the top price tight end and he didn't play great last week, but he still had uh, the biggest target share on the team and $7,400 for Mark Andrews is nice and cheap. You also got Kyle Pitts at 5,900, which is nice and cheap. And he works as a good run back option. If you're playing lots of uh, Rams players, I think I'm going to be off of Darren Waller this week at 6,800. I just don't think I can make that price happen. What about you? I'm going to get to a lot of Darren Waller this week because of the price. Yeah. The bad because, because a uh, lot of other, a lot of other people aren't going to get there because of the price. Yeah, yeah, because of the price, six point eight k. No one's going to get to him, so I'm going to try to get to him in a high scoring game. So like, you, you gotta, I understand. We everyone wants to focus on Devontae Adams, and I understand that. I completely do. But all these other receivers have to get involved at some point, and could potentially have big upsides. It could score multiple touchdowns. Devontae, uh, I think Darren Waller and Hunter Ruffo are perfect candidates for that. Um, and are elite enough guys and better than the majority, a lot of these guys on the slate and have that upside. So I will definitely play a lot of uh, Waller today, I think, and go with him. I like TJ Hawkinson a lot as well. I don't mind taking a little bit of shots at, at Zach Ertz, uh, who I think is, who obviously is on the opposite side of that game. I like really a lot of Albert of Obugu Bob Abe for, uh, for Denver. I like him a lot. Uh, Russell Wilson 
We we know this. We have. I think we have to like just. This is a Trevor Russell Wilson. He targets his tight ends a lot, so I think he's another guy that you could use to pair with, uh, with Russell Wilson a lot. So uh, other than that, I really don't think I would go any further down on tight end. Maybe honestly, I don't want to say it, but this guy right here, Taysom Hill, I think I have to take some shots at him because if he's going to get the work that he did last time, uh, which I can definitely see them using him as a gadget guy. And can even come in and throw some passing uh, passing work too. Uh, he he's just he's a little bit well, yeah, six two. It's expensive, but at the same time, I think he's a better play than a guy like 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 Dalton Schultz, who's a couple hundred dollars more or uh, less, or Darren Waller. If you wanted to just be a little bit different, because of the gas yeah. upside. I think that makes sense, but just there's so many high price players at other positions that I want to get to this week that I think will be different enough that the guys like uh, the guys like Waller, the guys like Hill, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because this low 5K range, I, there's a lot of guys I really like. Tyler Higby, um, I like the Albert O call with Denver. I think that's a really good play. Um, Pat Fryer uh, Muth, I think, is very interesting. If he's going to get peppered with targets again, he had 10 targets last game, and they didn't all work out, but he's a huge red zone target, and if he's going to be getting the ball that often, that's really all I care about with tight ends, to be honest with you, is target share. Like, that's basically it. Um, and so those are uh, some guys I'm, very, I'm interested in, but I think my favorite for tournaments in this range is going to be Zach Ertz. Uh, we talked about liking a lot of these Vegas guys. We talk about liking uh, pass catchers um, in that Arizona game. He was somewhat limited because uh, he was questionable all week last week. He got four targets, but one of them was in the end zone where he scored the touchdown. I like Zach Ertz to get more targets than he did last week, and he's somebody that I'm very interested in, in against Vegas. And I think there are two punt options that you can use as well. Juwan Johnson for the Saints, I think, is somewhat interesting. He kind of seemed like he was um, like the main tight end next to uh, Taysom Hill. He had five targets that uh, last week, and he's 4,500. Um, he's a super big red zone target as well. Winston's liked looking for him this year and last year. And J- Johnson was an interesting guy because he was scoring a lot of touchdowns last year before Jameis Winston got hurt, and Taysom Hill became the quarterback. Um, so he's somebody that I think is interesting either with um, either with uh, James Winston in a stack with Michael Thomas uh, or just as a full-on uh, punt at the position. And on that same boat with a stack with Lamar Jackson or a full-on punt, he fully failed us last week, but I think you can go back to Isaiah Likely. 4.1K, it allows you to do so many things at the position. He got four targets last week, including he had a really big drop that was going to go for a big game, and he had another target in the end zone. So it didn't work out, but this is is one of the best QBs in the league in an offense that loves using tight ends, and he got four targets, and he's 4.1K. So I'm willing to take that shot in tournaments. These aren't cash options at all. For cash, I think if you can pay up for Andrews, great. I wouldn't be doing that. Um, I think... The, if he fits in, the the first one I'd be going with would be Kyle Pitts. Um, but the cash option I'd be most likely to slide in, I think, would probably be Tyler Higby for me. Unless I already had Cup in the lineup, then I would do Alberto. 
I completely agree with you. I, I do like that. I like that go back to like Leo. I'm gonna keep going back to honestly weekly until he pays off because yeah. it, he's gonna have a big game. It, it's it's bound to happen at some point with the amount of tight ends that tip that uh, the most one likes to use. Another I, guy. I, I don't think he's ever gonna get ten targets or anything like that, but I could just so easily see him having a game where he has five targets for four catches and two touchdowns. Easy. I can easily see that too. To that, definitely for sure, especially with them running a lot of two tight end sets, which I would say did a pretty decent amount. Um, I also like this guy OJ Howard. If he's going to be um, playing a lot more, uh, uh, playing a lot more, I think uh, Houston he's has potential to have another big game here in this spot too as well. So, other than that, that's really it. I'm going to be looking at tight end because um, I know Brevin Jordan needs to be back to a little bit, but. We'll, we'll see what happens here with that situation. Um, defense, I'm just going to say play whoever you want. It's, it's really – that's the most crapshoot position of a wall. But I do kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers a lot against New England. New England. I think it's going to be a slow tempo game, slow pace. And with the back concerns of Mac Jones, I definitely want to try to take advantage of that if I possibly can. Yeah, and especially because, like, you got the Patriots defense on the other side coming in highly owned, and it's pretty simple. Like, if you're playing cash games, you play the Bengals. If you're playing tournaments, play anybody you want, not name the Bengals. And as long as they're, you're not playing Bengals, Patriots, or Buccaneers, nobody's going to be highly owned. Those are going to be the only three teams that are uh, coming in somewhat chalky at all. So that'll do it for this edition of FanDuel Friday. Before we get out of here, Drake, try and narrow it down to your one favorite play at each position. And then we will, uh, scram. Uh, and your one stack to win it all. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say one stack to win it all. I'm going to say it's going to be the Carson win stack. Uh, it's going to win it all. Uh, running favorite quarterback is going to be Carson wins. Uh, Favorite running back is going to be Javante Williams, probably. Yeah, I said number two, but I would say number one now. Just go Javante Williams. Favorite wide receiver, whew, that's tough for me. Uh, I'm going to have to say probably Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, I'm going to say is my favorite wide receiver. And favorite tight end, I am going to say uh, Mark Andrews. And defense, I'm just going to say play whoever you want. Yeah, that makes sense. QB for me. Uh, so stack to win it all. I'm going to go real off the board and say Miami uh, is going to be the one to do it. I think Baltimore is going to come out to a big lead and Miami is uh, going to uh, have to put some fireworks up on the uh, Baltimore team that's lacking their their t- uh, top corners. So top QB, I am going to go with... You know, this is tough. I guess just straight up for me, it's probably going to be Matt Stafford, but I'm going to be playing whoever. The top QB for me straight up is Lamar Jackson. I just don't think I'm going to be able to get there because of uh, pricing. Top running back for me this week is going to be Joe Mixon, but I also absolutely love Javante Williams. Uh, Top receiver for me this week is going to be Devontae Adams. And then at tight end, I think my favorite one is Kyle Pitts. But uh, for tournaments, I do just love so many of the other ones as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So it's going to be tough to see. But we'll see definitely what happens. Um, and we'll, what wins it all. Hopefully maybe a combo of both of what we have. 
you get someone to come a second place behind me. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm playing a few bigger uh, contests this week. I'm not playing too many in the Millie Makers. So if you win that, and uh, I and I win that two uh, two twenty two contest with two hundred k up top to first, I'll be happy. Uh, that's what I love about FanDuel and NFL season is the contest selection is just absolutely spectacular. You got your heavy stuff up top. You got anything small dollar to big dollar. If you're still eligible to play in those contests below $3, I can't recommend enough. Load up on the ticket contest because those 25-cent ones, those $1 ones, they don't fill. They overlay, and they're how you are able to get your some of your first tastes at MMEing because you can all of a sudden MME a $9 millimaker and it costed you a total of like a couple hundred bucks as opposed to 1.5K. So I know that math was slightly off, 1.35K. I just rounded up. Um, but make sure you check that out as well. There's tons of great contests from single entries to three entry max, five entry max, all the way through 150. Qualifiers from $5 all the way through the uh, multiple thousand dollar range. So make sure you get in the one that fits your game best. If you have questions about that, you can always hit uh, uh, Dre up on Twitter, Jersey26, me, uh, TJ underscore Zwarch5, and uh, that'll do it for this edition of FanDuel Friday. Thanks so much for joining us. Peace.